You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our current sponsors, uh, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. As you well know, if you've been following This is Oklahoma, they've been a huge part of this podcast. So this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram. For daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Also, for the podcast, a new sponsor this year that's just come on board and super excited to announce RCB Bank. Since 1936, RCB Bank has offered progressive products and a friendly service. Come in today to find out more about their loan promotion on new used refinance cars, boats, campers, and ATVs. Visit RCB Bank to learn more. RCB Bank, that's my bank, with approved credit restrictions apply. Now, let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host. Back with another episode down at the Bedford studio today with, and I'm going to say who I'm with, has Eric announced us together in a group text, and that was Sarah Cunningham, the wonderful. I think oh. is what it was, right? <laughs> such a card. Uh, I know. Eric, uh, got to give him a shout out, obviously, for all the hard work he's doing, and obviously, he's done, you know, you've done great things with him and his family, yeah, um, family. and that's kind of how you guys met, but I uh, appreciate you coming down. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, you've been, I think, in demand on some, you know, big, oh. big stuff. I knew your New York Times article just came out and all yeah. the cool stuff that you're doing, um, but before we get into that, mm. uh, tell me a little bit about, like, Born and Raised and and just kind of general upbringing and, and how you were in Oklahoma. Sure. Um, I was born and raised in Oklahoma City. I grew up in the Britton Village area, mm-hmm. and um, I met my husband there. We were childhood friends first, and then we um, um, we just stayed friends for a while, and then he saw me in a two-piece bathing suit, and then, you know, we took it right. a little further. Yeah. And he got his own place, and I got pregnant. Yeah, and so we uh, we certainly weren't in love, but we liked each other, right? So, yeah. but we've been together over thirty years now, and we have two wonderful children, still living in Oklahoma City, and I love living in Oklahoma City. I, yeah. I um, now when the ice storm comes, I think, <laughs> oh, why, Rex, why don't we go somewhere sunny? But, right. But other than that, I love inner city living, and uh, my family's here. My yeah, husband, yeah. my. Uh, children are here, so yeah. that's great. That's uh, that's great that you guys are still together because that's yeah. not not you know very. It's very common, isn't it, for that to happen? You right. know, you get pregnant before you get married, and then it just you know just dissolves, yeah, right? And sad. A, and we all, well, that's great that you guys are still he's together. He's a great guy. He's a saint. That's he really awesome. is. Uh, so obviously, the reason we're here today is to talk about. I'm going to say it like you guys say it, not like I should say it. Free mom hugs, not free mum hugs. That's how I say it. Um, <laughs> we do have a group that. That has like that, and they really? spell it like that. That is yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, obviously, you're here to talk about that and, and the impact that you've made in that, and, and you know all the, the 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 tough decisions that you went through to get to where you're at now. Right. Mm. This is not easy to do, and um, you know with with Parker and everything, and mm-hmm. just just the whole the whole thing. Right. It, it's it's amazing the impact that you've had and the turnaround, and just you know it's we only get one go with this right for the most part as as much as we know of and mm. you know it's there's many people in the world that have an impact uh, and it's cool to actually interview someone who has done some really cool things and mm, i don't think you. yet i've interviewed someone who has impacted so many people in this area so oh, i'm really yeah I'm, I'm pumped for this this is exciting uh so 
tell us, I guess, when it all started, when the whole free, you know, the, the free mom mm-hmm. comes around and, and, and just kind of like, you know, it starts with Parker, right? And right. the relationship you have with your son and, and just also, you know, the tough questions from your upbringing mm-hmm. that you're battling. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, Rex and I, uh, we, we didn't go to church regularly young uh, mm-hmm. when we were young. We just rode the church bus when it was in the neighborhood and it would be free ice cream or roller skating, you know, and we'd yeah, hang yeah. out and it was a lot of fun. And then uh, as we, you know, started our family, uh, we bought our home, and it was in an area that uh, had a church that we could walk to, and we just started going there. Actually, Travis, our oldest son, started going, went to, like, vacation Bible school there, and we just got plugged in, and we were there yeah. every time the church doors were open. And we raised our children there for the better part of 20 years, and um, when Parker uh, the short of it is when he turned 21, he mm-hmm. met someone and he needed me to be okay about it. And yeah. I didn't take the news well at all. You see, we had uh, raised our children in the church where we absorbed this idea that homosexuality is wrong. Right. And he really tried to have that conversation his entire life, but I didn't allow mm-hmm. it. I didn't give him the vocabulary or the space. And in doing that, uh, I hurt him really bad. And uh, I made life in our home very difficult. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I regret even today. It's very painful to remember. Uh, But luckily, we were able to work through that. And it was only by, um, I say it all the time, but when he came out of his closet, I went into mine. And I I had to reconcile my faith because I thought, how can a loving God that I've grown to just give everything to, even my family, Mm And then suddenly it was implied that he would reject my son and condemn him to hell. Yeah. So I was frozen in that fear and in that ignorance. Right. And so I've been very transparent about it because uh, as the journey took us from the church to the pride parade, um, I began to, you know, get educated on things like the history of human sexuality, mm-hmm. on science and evidence, and most importantly to me is hearing testimonies from gay Christians. Mm-hmm. And that really opened my eyes to something that I feel like we had been duped in our in our walk of faith and with the very best of intentions. Yeah. And so uh, then I started meeting other moms just like me, whereas previously I thought I was the only mom in Oklahoma with a gay kid, really. Yeah. And I certainly didn't talk about what I was experiencing. Um, So it it took us from the church to the pride parade without losing my faith or my son. And uh, then I got plugged into the community. And that was in 2014. We stood at the pride festival with Mm -hmm. Parker and his friends. And then in 2015, I made a homemade button that said free mom hugs. And I stood at the festival. And with anyone who made eye contact with me, I would say, can I offer you a free mom hug? And from that experience, I started the nonprofit. And I'm not the first mom to offer yeah, hugs. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think the reason why it's been so successful is that, it number one, it gave people a platform because people want to do something. Mm-hmm. And number two, in being transparent about it, um, other mothers like me and families like ours can say, this is us, this is what we went through too. And it allows that space to really search the matter out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm very happy with that. Yeah, I I know, I just, I haven't been through that myself, but I can't imagine, you know, like, the, how difficult it was, right, to, to to spend so much of your time with the church and, and your faith, and this, you know, this this mm-hmm. is this is everything, right? And then, you know, you go through that period, right, of, of battling with acceptance mm-hmm. and 
just everything that must have been so tough but through that you've learned so many lessons and now what you've done now is being able to help families mm-hmm. get through that because we are in Oklahoma we are heavily Christian based regardless yeah. of what de- denomination you are you know it's it, it is a real thing and, mm-hmm. and it is very tough to to I think you know probably families or, or mothers or parents felt embarrassed maybe mm-hmm. and just they just yeah. it, you know it's never wanted to talk about it or they you know and you always think about oh what do my friends think of me exactly. and then you dive down that spiral and and it's like you said you went into your closet it's a tough thing to yeah. deal with right um so so you go to the pride festival and you see like smiling faces yeah. and people right real people yeah. it doesn't matter who they are what they do you know just real people and and the simple thing of giving someone a hug right but it's it seems so simple but it's mm-hmm. something for them that was it probably gave you as much joy as it did them. Absolutely, right? yes. Yeah. Um, so, so you take all this, and then you, the, it starts with the book. Is that right? You go into the book first, right? I wrote the book, uh, "How We Sleep at Night: A Mother's Memoir," and mm-hmm. at that time, when it was, I, I self-published the book, and uh, "Free Mom Hugs" wasn't even on the radar because mm-hmm. the last chapter was inspired by standing at the Pride Festival with Parker and his friends, yeah. and the last chapter was was at that moment and it was a pivotal moment in my life in my faith Mm -hmm. um and you know what you said earlier because you were in my head with everything that you said but there's a sense of belonging when you're in a faith community uh the fellowship of believers and the participating in the faith and when that's gone um but I, I know the difference now between like uh, the chosen family of the community. Mm-hmm. And when I say community going forward, is what I mean is by the LGBTQIA plus community. Yeah. And I, I totally respect the acronym. Yeah. Um, but for, you know, um, the recording's sake, the community. And I, I met a beautiful spirit-filled community. Mm-hmm. And um, that also they also want a sense of belonging with community. Yeah. And when the church... Uh, non-affirming church is taken away. There's great devastation there. Mm-hmm. Not only are they, you know, uh, separated from their church homes, but from their families, and it's just devastating. Yeah. So you felt like within your skills, you thought I can write a book. I'm going to go down the book <laughs> route. Uh, oh my gosh. And, and like, how I know how was that experience of, of putting it on paper and then releasing it? Right. This is a huge. This is a huge deal to put a book out there with your name on it that says. Yeah. This is my experience. Well, I will tell you, Mike, um, if you, I never in a million years would think that I would ever publish a book. Mm-hmm. I just started writing about it because I was meeting wonderful people and having these pivotal moments in my, yeah. I thought, God, this is profound to me. Mm-hmm. So I started writing about it thinking, well, I'll just, you know, and it's self-published book. I have a 10th grade education, so you realize how limited your mm-hmm. vocabulary is. It wasn't easy in the sense of... Um, uh, you know, being, I don't even know the word, but like just writing well. Yeah. And, but it was easy in the sense that I knew it. I knew the stories. I knew the feelings, the emotions, yeah. the, those moments is what I, and I just wrote it like I talk yeah. to you today. And uh, it resonates. It has resonated really well. It's done beyond anything I could have ever imagined. Yeah. And uh, in fact, I'm, I've been signed by a literary agent now, awesome. and we're working on a second book. Yeah. And um, I'm thinking about the working title being Beyond the Hug okay. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a continuation it'll of the first up. one, right? And yeah. Just keeping telling yeah, those stories. It'll pick up. 
Yeah, I, I'm the same. I'm terrible. Like, Ugh. my my aunt is an English teacher, and she got me through my exams. <laughs> like, I'm terrible, and I write the same way I write as I speak. And everyone's like, "Well, it should be like a period here," and I'm just like, "Just read it." Like, as yeah, if I'm you get really self conscious right when <laughs> I'm it's, terrible when you're it. writing it. But um, you know, I had a couple of friends who uh, I have a novelist friend. She's written I don't know how many novels now, but they, you know, heard about what I was doing, mm. and so they offered to you know, uh, edit the book and just help me write it. And they were a huge help. Yeah. So So the book goes out, um, people start buying and then the word word spreads. What are you kind of doing at that time? Are you kind of working and just kind of how, how, what is that period before, you know, where we're at now, right? Mm -hmm. Where you have a legit 501c3 and it is a thing now, right? Because before it was just, hey, I'm, this is me and this is who I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I wrote the book, it came out and, um, I just started, you know, getting plugged into the community, mm-hmm. attending PFLAG, local PFLAG groups. I served on the Oklahoma City Pride Board two years. It was a wonderful experience mm-hmm. both times. And I just got, just fell in love with the community. And then uh, I started advocating because I was accountable to what I was learning. Yeah. For example, uh, my straight son has more rights than my gay son. Uh, we're, currently, we're fighting more uh, anti-gay um, bills than we ever have in history, mm-hmm. and um, the majority of them are pointed to the transgender community, yeah. which I have a huge heart for. Though my son is not transgender, but um, I went to a meeting that I thought was for high school families like ours, and mm-hmm. it turned into be for the adult transgender community. And up until that time, yeah. I'd never been in the same room with a transgender person that I know of. Mm-hmm. So I stayed and I heard their stories. And after that meeting, I went out to my Jeep and I sat there and I just cried hot tears because I heard their stories. And yeah, I thought, yeah. these are beautiful, misunderstood people. Mm-hmm. And so I really started advocating because um, for example, conversion therapy is still legal, sought out, and paid for not far from here. Mm-hmm. And it's something that has done great harm and devastation to the community and to their families. And so I'm accountable to these things. And yeah. that's why I fight like my hair is on fire. There's a sense of urgency mm-hmm. because I've seen the repercussions of it. Yeah. I know the power of fear and ignorance, and I know the power of love and education. Mm-hmm. So I started advocating there, and soon uh, same-sex couples started asking if I would officiate their weddings because I've made it very clear I am a woman of faith. If anything, I experienced God more than I ever thought possible, the power of the Holy Spirit, which I believe in, and just the essence of humanity and partnering together as people. So same-sex couples ask if I would officiate their weddings, and then I started hearing stories of how parents were not acknowledging the relationship, mm-hmm. refusing to come to the wedding, and that's when I made the social media post that went viral mm-hmm. with my hand in the air. It's a photograph of me with my hand in the air saying, if your biological mom won't come to your same-sex wedding, then you call me, I'll be there, I'll be your biggest fan, I'll even bring the bubbles. And yeah. that post went viral. Yeah. Yeah. And we're probably without expecting it, right? Oh, just like, like not. I'm just, this is who I am, but yeah. I'm willing to do this because you need this. Uh, and all the, all, as well as, you know, like there's a serious statistic around um, the community that is, you know, suicide, right? Like yes. they just, because they haven't, they're not being accepted. No. And like, you look, that's a significant, I think, was it 20%? It's a big number, well, right? If one affirming person, 
uh, lowers the suicide, at-risk mm-hmm. behavior, uh, self-harm by 40%, and it's even yeah. more for the transgender community. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine, um, you know, what this yeah. community is going through. And I mean, shame is one thing in and of itself. I believe that shame is the ultimate sin. Mm-hmm. When we shame ourselves, when we shame each other, that's what kills, yeah. steals, and destroys yeah. uh, the spirit. And also, could you imagine not being accepted? Or even if you know your parents disapprove of something, no matter what it is, you know, mm. uh, it's just, it's devastating, but especially on your wedding day right. or when you have children and your parents won't even come and see them because you're gay. Yeah. It's devastating. Yeah. So, so when that post goes viral, where is that first wedding that you go to? So had you been like, you were ordained before that, right? So yeah, you got I'd, that, you did that. Mm-hmm. and then I had been officiating for okay. a while. Um, the first same-sex wedding that yeah. I performed was uh, for an older couple. My husband and I met on vacation. Yeah. Uh, we just happened to be in the same hotel together, and uh, we were, it's kind of a long story, but we met at the hotel, and we ended up having dinner together, mm-hmm. and they're a beautiful couple. They've been together 28 years, and when the Marriage Equality Act passed, uh, Jill, my dear yeah. friend, says, well, I need to make an honest woman out of Denise, so let's get married, and they ask if I would officiate yeah. their wedding, so I did. And it was in Natchez, Mississippi. Uh, it's the first same-sex wedding at the community center there, okay. and uh, they made the front page news. And they're still together. They're yeah. a wonderful, you know, beautiful couple. And I'm just so glad that I had yeah. that experience with them first. Those are the stories that, that you know you're pulling from current stories, right? Of, of young adults and kids coming out and, and talking mm-hmm. about it. But then you have those stories who mm-hmm. they've gone through so much because it wasn't definitely not accepted yeah. back then, right? 20, 30, 40 years ago. I can't imagine Mm-mm. what that was like, right? There was no one like you or no social media or, you know, it was tough to find, you know, a community because yeah. you, you might be in a small town in the South and you, you could well be the possibly the only mm-hmm. couple. And you're like, I mean... It's, yeah, that's it's a huge a, secret to try and keep, right? Like yeah. that's kind of how that was. It is, and and they ha- they had acquired, mm-hmm. you know, um, a house together. And yeah. getting older, if one had, you know, taken ill or you know had a heart attack or something, even on on those uh, yeah. situations, you you want to be able to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And but to a good story like that, you know, as you were saying, I have horror stories in my mind. Right. Um, uh, there's a local church here, a fully affirming church, and we can talk about that in a minute. But mm-hmm. um, I remember meeting a young person who um, had attended this place of worship and was just desperate to be in the fellowship there mm-hmm. in a sense of belonging, but he, he uh, admitted to having same-sex feelings. Mm-hmm. And so the elders of that church made this young man go into the basement of the church with the elders, and they laid hand on, hands yeah. on him, and they prayed over him. Mike, and they wouldn't let him leave yeah. until he barked like a dog and threw up in a bucket. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, these are his words. It's crazy. So Absolutely they crazy. spent hours praying over this precious young man. He was an adult by then. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. an adult by then. And, but they wouldn't let him leave. Well, finally, he, he did bark like a dog yeah. and throw up in a bucket. And they let him leave, and he sat in his car, yeah. and he touched his chest and said, I'm still gay. Right. And yeah. he, I mean, he had just the the devastation that that does to a human being, and they carry it with them their whole lives. Right. And it's yeah, because um, they think traumatic. it's a place to be safe, right? And they then think that they're happens. doing the right yeah. thing. And that the happens, right and you're like, 
I mean, you're right. It's totally devastating. Mm-hmm. Or the mother that that's planning a funeral yeah. for their even, uh, you know, young high schooler who mm. weren't accepted or bullied at school for being gay. Yeah. And they commit suicide. That's it, and now the yeah. family's, you know, going through that. It's devastating. Yeah. So being in the community, growing up here, right, growing, you know, living in a village in Oklahoma City, yeah. and, and I mean, there's I, people back home, I explained that there's as many pubs as there are on every corner, there are churches on corners oh. in Oklahoma, right? That's kind of the analogy <laughs> that I used to explain to my friends back home. But you know, there are some that will accept, and there are some, like you just mentioned, that are just way off the scale, mm-hmm. that are just like so stuck in time and their ways, and this is how it's always been. This mm-hmm. is why aren't we changing? Um, generally, I guess, how has that experience been, and as it got, as it improved, has you've been, as you've been doing this, and you know, the mission that you're on? Yes, it has improved, um, but the. The di- first of all, the difference, and I had to learn this too, Mike, mm-hmm. is that the difference between an affirming church and a non-affirming church. The non-affirming church will not um, celebrate the spiritual gifts of the community mm-hmm. and not honor same-sex marriage as holy, okay. whereas the, f- the affirming church will celebrate the spiritual gifts that allow my transgender friend to work in the nursery if mm-hmm. they feel called to do that, and they honor same-sex marriage. Okay. That's how you tell the difference. Gotcha. The problem that we have, I feel, in Oklahoma, and I'm sure in every state, is that we have uh, these wonderful mega churches who are doing amazing things, mm-hmm. and this you know huge youth group who are doing amazing things too, but when that young person comes out and mm-hmm. confides with their youth pastor, for example, right. they're they're devastated and they're they don't understand why they can no longer serve in the youth or um, their testimony is not considered mm-hmm. uh, relevant because they've in in the non-affirming church has uh, condoned or contributed to their own sin or given into the lust of sure. the flesh and so on. Yeah. Um, and it is devastating. And I, this should be a drinking game, the word devastating. <laughs> yeah. um, and the fully affirming church. But the fully affirming church has a lot of work, mm-hmm. a lot of work ahead of it, because so many have just been alienated beyond right. return. Yeah. But it's taking, seeing that, that work as an opportunity rather than we don't want to deal with it. What if something goes wrong? We're yeah. on the hook for it. Yeah. Rather than let's help. We can be. We're help. We've got people here that can do this. Yeah. And if they don't, I'm sure they reach out to you or a similar chapter, right? That that helps with this. Uh, so so that post goes viral. You mm-hmm. start associating weddings, um, and and you know I guess it's off to the races then, right? Does, <laughs> is the charity yeah. like born then, or was there already previously? Yeah, done? it. It was, we were just a local chapter, just, yeah. you know, some moms and dads sure. and allies. We just would get together and attend events, mm-hmm. be available, uh, to just be a loving presence yeah. in the life of the community. And we would plan some events of our own. Uh, one thing that I'm most proud of in Oklahoma, as the Oklahoma chapter, mm-hmm. we started the Transgender Valentine's Banquet. It's a free banquet to the community, yeah. and it's just to make good memories. And we have a, a meal. Uh, sometimes it's a dance floor, and we've had six now. And we've made history with that, with the yeah. Transgender Valentine's Banquet. I'm most proud of that. And uh, But that started as an Oklahoma chapter. We were just gotcha. seeing yeah. a need and doing that. And then that post went viral, and it was like the cat was out of the bag. Okay. Like, we were already a no- nonprofit in 2016. Mm-hmm. We umbrellaed under a fully affirming church. Gotcha. And they saw what we were doing, and people started donating monies for the Transgender Valentine's yeah. Banquet. And they said, 
we'll just umbrella under here and you don't have to do all the paperwork, but we'll, yeah. we'll work together. And that was great. But once that post went viral, we were getting like 50 emails yeah. an hour, people all over the world wanting to show up for stand-in weddings. And the stand-in weddings started, like I started officiating, but then when their parents won't show up, right. you know, couples started asking if I would go as a stand-in parent. Yeah. Yes, I've done a lot. But you also but can't be everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And but it it, it uh, pales on comparison. There's really not that that thankfully. Yeah. It's just not a big part of what I do. Yeah. It's a small fraction of what we do. So, cat was out of the bag on fire, and people just started wanting to make chapters everywhere. So we we didn't even yeah. have a foundation. Yeah. It was like a PTA group trying to run a national board yeah. with chapters in every state. So. Uh, man, we hustled. We we scattered, and uh, we did a lot of great things, and we did a lot of we made a lot of mistakes, and we put people in places that just weren't in their wheelhouse, yeah. and paid the price. But uh, now we have a, a wonderful national board, and uh, we have chapters in every state, and we've, we're building the in, infrastructure with guardrails to keep our chapters yeah. safe and the nonprofit uh, yeah. safe. And I just couldn't be more happy with the people that that share the same heart and the mission for free mom mm-hmm. hugs. It's amazing when you look back and you're like, I oh, just had me. I was making pins or <laughs> making buttons, right? And now it is now it is what it is. Yeah. And you have world impact, not just your town or, you know, even just in, <laughs> not even, I mean, Oklahoma City or the surrounding areas, the mm-hmm. metro, like it is, it's worldwide. And yeah. It's amazing. It is. I, I just don't even believe it myself. But yeah. I have to remember too, Mike, that, um, it's the fruit of it. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's uh, helping people. It's serving people. It's, you know, moms get it. Yeah. Sometimes it takes them a while. Right. But um, the the fruit of free mom hugs is healing. It's lasting. It's empowering. Mm-hmm. And it's a platform for people to do something. And what I would have done as a mother then yeah. to see someone like me or to hear someone like me yeah. at my place of worship or, you know, to have someone go and speak to my son's school and mm-hmm. encourage him. So that's the good news. And I believe that's why it resonates so well. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's been as successful. Yes, yeah. it is. And then we'll continue to until every household is affirming. So everything's going crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, you're getting phone calls and emails from all around. You're trying to restructure. And, and it's just like you said, cats out the bag and on fire. Mm-hmm. When does the UPS thing happen? And how does that happen? Okay. Because that was the first thing that I saw. And okay. I think probably a lot of people might have seen as well. And if you haven't seen it, I'll link it in the description because it's fantastic. Yeah. The UPS deal came about when... Um, when, okay, the cat was out of the bag, um, this happened with mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis, and we can talk about that later, but the the place was on fire in a very best way, and then COVID happened. Like, I felt like we were going into yeah. warp speed in, t- what was it, 2020, 2021? It's yeah. a blur now. But I thought we were just real, I mean, that was our year. The movie right. was going to come out, the documentary was going to come out. We had chapters established in every state. We were on fire, yeah. and then COVID. Pull, I felt like it just pulled the plug, so we really had to figure out, okay, what? Do, I mean, this mm-hmm. is based on a physical touch. What are yeah. we going to do? But fortunately, we had our social media following. Yeah. And so we were able to, to keep the momentum going and keep the community and the families connected mm-hmm. that way. And so we thought, what can we do? And then one of our board members was preparing a care package for their son. Yeah. And we thought, 
it was an aha moment. There it is, yeah. So we started making care packages. And, you know, being a small nonprofit, we, we just, we depend on donations. Right. And we really hadn't acquired mm-hmm. any any funding or any yeah, sponsors yeah. or anything. So, um well, because you're not thinking about it, because you, you didn't think COVID's going to happen. No, like nobody expected no, COVID to happen, I mean, right? Yeah. So uh, we started do, doing care packages as we could, mm-hmm. and we started um, posting online, and people would nominate. Say if they heard of an individual who gotcha. was alone or feeling you know, alienated, they would nominate that person, and then we would mm-hmm. make the care package for them. Yeah. And uh, so UPS found out about it, and my board... There was a few members on the board who knew that what was going to happen. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. And they didn't tell me until, uh, well, they didn't tell me. They until said you we roll were, up the shuttered doors and everyone's like, yes, yeah. Yes. They said we were in a competition with some other nonprofits just to, you know, be nominated sure. for something. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really know. I was just happy to go along with it. And yeah. so they uh, were going to be at my house and they said, well, we're going to be at your house like at 730 the next morning. Okay. Great, thanks. <laughs> I mean, at 6.45, yeah. a, a huge moving van comes in front of my house, and they start unloading porta-potties yeah. and tables, because we're in the middle, we're in the like height of COVID, or the onset. Yeah. And so they have a COVID tester there who checks everybody's temperature, yeah. you know, coming and going, and tables for pe- the crew, and there must have been probably 80 or 100 people in my front yard. It's 6.45 in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like trying to, you know, put my eyebrows right. on. Yeah. And it's like, um, but I was shocked and amazed, but I thought, okay, sure. you know, yeah, this is I'm it. pretty yeah. gullible. I can be gullible, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Obviously. So anyway, we spent a couple of days together with this wonderful, you know, film crew. And then, you know, they say, well, we're going to pick you up tomorrow. And we're going to just go around the sites and we want you to show us around mm-hmm. 39th Street because I love 39th Street. Yeah. And so we're driving around and then suddenly they start going downtown. I thought, and Parker and I were in the car with two of the members of the crew. I said, what are we doing? Where are we going? Yeah. And I said, hey, where are we going? Like, uh, Can you tell me about it so yeah. I can at least be prepared of right. who I'm going to be meeting with? And they just were very vague about it. And then we get out of the car, we turn the corner, and there's our president of the nonprofit, our executive director, Katrina, who runs our social media and PR. It's like, uh, what is going yeah. on? And then all the rest in the video. In fact, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it won the Webby Awards. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, it That's hasn't awesome. been announced, but people voted on it. And last I heard, it was like crazy. A, yeah. A very. Um, high possibility of winning the Webby Awards. Yeah. Oh, it's mad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. They did a great job with it. It's fantastic. It they is really, really captured good. It. And they donated $10,000. Mm-hmm. And unbeknownst to me, they acquired all the things that we were putting, because we only had like maybe 100 that we could gotcha. mail out yeah. as a nonprofit. But they they acquired all the things that we were putting in there. Yeah. And they bought it all just saying, yeah. for 400 packages to be mailed out and they paid for the deliveries amazing like we yeah i mean it just blew my mind one of these significant moments in in the journey of the story that keeps you on track keeps you like this is why we're doing this right oh. this is just another reason why i'm doing this because mm-hmm. the, you know and it's it fuels you doesn't it you see yeah. this and like people get it they're on board you know giant company like ups is like yeah sure we'll yeah. help out for sure and we'll do it this. was great it was yeah. a wonderful experience mm-hmm. i mean we and we've had a lot of wonderful times just like that just you know people donating five dollars yeah. you know for the banquet or 
you know, for care packages. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's been great. Yeah. Tell me about this moment that we, for people that, that aren't, people that aren't watching uh, this episode, we have a picture in front of us of you and Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, tell me about that moment. Like, how does that all happen? Mm-hmm. Well, what happened was, is the post went viral and uh, I got a private message mm-hmm. one day and it said from Jamie Lee Curtis, it was yeah. a private message on social media and it said something like, hi, this is Jamie Lee Curtis. I saw the post that went viral and I'm very intrigued. Tell me what inspired that. Yeah. And, I said, and she said, here's my number, would you call me? And I, I literally <laughs> said, like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to pray I'm not getting catfished, right. and then I'll call you. Yeah. So, and I called her, and, and we had a wonderful visit, and then we had more visits, and then she found yeah. out about the book. And she read it, and she loved it, and she acquired the rights. And mm-hmm. then she, um, the, the plan is, pre-COVID, was that sure. she would direct um, and play me in a Lifetime movie. Yeah. And COVID just pushed everything back. Uh, we're still committed to the project, yeah. but it's timing. And if she directs it and plays me, she needs longer time. Okay, so, sure. so to, that's to where the direct, that's where the movie comes from. Then is from, from yeah. this whole yeah. interaction. And she came to Oklahoma City, and we spent some time together. Yeah. And she met my family, and we had a wonderful time. And we've been in contact ever since. Mm-hmm. And I've been to her home. Uh, Parker and I, we went to California and met with a screenwriter. Yeah. And um, it's been just a wonderful experience. She's a a wonderful, she's a humanitarian in every degree. If you follow her on social media, she's, what I love most is that she's always pointing to something, Uh whether it's, you know, climate awareness or uh, political, you know, Mm -hmm. um, situation or, you know. Using the following (laughs) that she has in her voice to really make a change. To just really point to really good things yeah you know? so, that must have been so cool to just and you know what it's that. afforded me i mean like what it's brought to mm-hmm. you know my family and the mission of free mom hugs yeah you know it it just i'm having trouble yeah well and then you get to moments like the new york times article that just came out right yeah and just like going on on talk shows or tv shows and just giving you know being a being given this opportunity and, and a platform to tell your story yeah whereas 20, 30 years ago, you might not have had an opportunity at all. No one would have even answered the phone or replied to an email. No, which, you're right. Yeah. I, all of the messages that we've gotten, and I was just talking to our board and a chapter leader, I said, everything that good, everything good mm-hmm. that has come to Free Mom Hugs, I don't mean good, that's, that's really invested into it and yeah. empowered, has been, we haven't had to solicit for hardly anything. Yeah. And in fact, um, uh, well, I don't know if it's not public knowledge, but I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis made a donation so I could quit my job. I was yeah. working, you know, at an architectural firm as a secretary and doing the nonprofit, even when things yeah. went viral. And it was it was very difficult. It was, you know, it wasn't right. fair to my employer. And uh, so I was able to quit free mom hugs. And this is like in uh, February or January, right before COVID. Yeah. So I go off the payroll where I was and go on to free mom hugs payroll. Yeah. And then COVID happened. So it's like, ooh. But we've had some sponsorships yeah. through uh, Barefoot Wines. Mm-hmm. They uh, picked us up last year, and they picked us up again this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a couple of deals going with Vera Bradley. And um, 
you know, I've been able to do presentations. We call them Free Mom Hugs 1.0 and Free Mom Hugs 2.0. And the 1.0 is just the story and the origin of stories. And then the 2.0 is more towards advocacy, allyship, what I've learned along the way. You know, I'm not educated in that wheelhouse, but I I found what I've learned along the way applies, you know, just the same, you know, to a degree. Yeah. And, um, so, and we, you know, get donations through that way rather mm-hmm. than, I just say, if you make a donation to Free Mom Hugs. And, you know, there's the things that I'm really excited about, like Loves. Yeah. Loves is a private-owned company, family-owned here in Oklahoma. They have a conservative a reputation. Mm-hmm. And when they invited me to speak last year, I was thrilled because yeah. if Loves is having a conversation with Free Mom Hugs, then I knew we yeah. were doing something right. We breaking down the right barriers. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, like I said, you get back to that acceptance, isn't it? And, yeah. Um, you know, just being able to, you know, being, having the opportunity to go speak to a company like that mm-hmm. and them saying, hang on, you know, this, the, you have a great mission and a great story and, and people in our, our employees can learn from this. We'd love for you to come speak. I like, did. That's yeah. you know. Is that something that, that you'd love to do more in the future as well? Is go to you know the big just big conferences or bigger you know companies having you come in to speak and really yeah. getting the word out that way? Yeah, it seems to be what's happening now. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I kind of miss is like traveling. Yeah. You know, like everything's Zoom now, and I love the technology and of course being able mm-hmm. to do that. But man, I miss. Going, yeah. I miss seeing, you know, meeting people. I'm a very social person. I mean, yeah. like, I love meeting people. Um, but a funny thing, if I could go back to Loves for a minute, I was thrilled to be able to share there. Mm-hmm. And But after I shared last year, I heard from several of the employees, but one in particular, and I shared this with the New York mm-hmm. Times, but it didn't make the cut, um, is that I heard from a person who had been employed at Loves for, I think, five and a half years, they mm-hmm. said. And... They had been in the closet until that presentation. And it took some time, but they came out at work and at Love's Mm -hmm. travel store, they were out and they were not out anywhere else in their life, not in their place of worship, not in their home, but at work they They could be out. And that's when I knew. And I shared that with Love's. And um, now I'm going back, I'll be doing a 2.0 presentation. And uh, but they've made a nice donation to Free Mom Hugs, and that's how that's how we right. sustain the mission. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And so, so to that two point point, then going yeah. forward, you know, obviously, we, I mean, everything that's gone to now, it just it's like riding the rocket ship, isn't it? It's like something keeps happening, and we keep going and going. Mm-hmm. It's just pointing in the right direction now. So where where are we going to now, and what is I guess the the whole two point kind of mission mm-hmm. and part of it? Where is that going? Right now, the two point uh, I think the vision uh, is that talk about what I've learned as an ally mm-hmm. and advocacy and what I've learned politically. Okay. And in fact, we're working with the human rights campaign to yeah. equip our chapters to speak to issues that are they're facing where they are. Mm-hmm. And But we also are a nonprofit, so we can only send a certain amount of our sure. time on that. We don't want to risk or jeopardize that. So we're very careful. Yeah. Uh, but we still can speak to issues that affect our families and the community that we serve. And uh, but I'm I'm most excited about that too is working yeah. with the HRC. So, um, but I see our chapters being more uh, like I might be the face of Free Mom Hugs now, 
but I'm very realistic and and happy to know that I'm not going to be the last. Yeah, you know, right. and I don't I don't want to be the only face. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm okay with it now. It's a lot yeah. of fun, and I can see a lot of good things happening. But I won't always be the face. We have some chapter mm-hmm. leaders that, Mike, they're, I mean, they're just yeah. making the world a safer place where they're at. Mm-hmm. They're learning. They're getting equipped to have conversations at the water cooler, yeah. at places of worship, and they're they're being invited. Mm-hmm. the The media is going to, to yeah. them and inviting them. Right. And so, yeah, I'm it's, very it's, happy it's, with that. It's just like how it kind of trickles down, isn't it? The and, ripple and effect. It's, yeah, and it's the that first person contact, right? Okay, they might see you, might see a video on social media, or see the website, or one of the viral posts, and then they like search for it, right? And then they go mm-hmm. to their contact that's in their area. And through all the training and all the stories and just the way that you've built a network, that personal touch that they get is, like I said, it starts with you, but then it's from one of those chapter leaders yeah. or somebody in that chapter that resonates, that lives in the same community, mm-hmm. that might go to the same church, like that. And it's real, like, I mean, boots on the ground analogy, exactly. right? Like it is real impact. You know, it's not just, hey, here's a startup pack and an email pack and here it is, knock yourself out. This is what you should do. It's let's have a conversation over a coffee and or wine or whatever and, and talk about it. Yeah. And, you know, it, that's what makes the real impact, isn't it? It's like seeing that person in their place, wherever they are, if it's mm-hmm. deep south or New York or wherever, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't know what it's like to be, to do that in New York, right? Or we, we don't know right, that. We don't know the needs are there. But that person is, and that's the mm-hmm. special thing about it. And the that's network the secret. that's, yeah, that's, the that's come from it. Um, super, yeah. super exciting. Well, there's a perfect example of that is in California. We have a very vibrant, active group in California. Mm-hmm. When COVID came, <clears throat> excuse me, when COVID came, they started pride rides. Yeah. They would go and decorate their cars and keep social distance, but they would go through the gay districts yeah. or, you know, go around town and just honk their horns and wave and encourage the community that way. Yeah. Well, um, June is coming up, Harvey Milk's birthday. We've arranged for a national pride ride where every yeah. chapter, not everyone's on board right, yet, because, but, but we have, I think last we counted were 20 chapters, maybe 25 are preparing for a national pride ride where they are damn. on Harvey Milk's uh, birthday and to honor him and, of course, the community yeah. that we serve. And what a message, you know. I'm really excited yeah. about that. We just sent out the press release for that, and we've sent um, pride ride packages to mm. the chapter leaders. Yeah. And I've, I can't wait to see that. It must just, like, get overwhelming with, like, just... You know, you, you hear so many stories, right? I mean, they're always going to be the bad stories. Mm-hmm. That's how they turn into good stories. But, you know, just hearing from somebody that you've never heard of, never seen before, and you get that email, you get a message and mm-hmm. say, something you've done has changed my life, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's yeah. that's big. That's not just, you know, you, not many people get that, you know, yeah. get that from people. Uh, and, you know, it's, and but, you've got a long mission to, to go. And, you know, like I said, the, not like you said, but the work's not all done yet. There's a lot of people out there that, that still need this, and you know, you're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Well, thank you. I do. There. I heard once that for each person that will, you know, contact you and say something positive or even negative, for that mm-hmm. matter, that there's at least ten other people who feel the same way. They're just not taking the initiative yeah. to say something or connect with you to let you know. Yeah. And so I do believe that. But the the challenges or you know the those things, the hard, the hard stories, are at the forefront mm-hmm. of our minds with everything that we do. I can't get that young man who had to spend time in the basement. Mm-hmm. 
I can't get that out of my mind. You can't, yeah. you know, I will never forget that. Or even what I put my own son through, it pales in comparison, but it was, it was damaging just the same. And yeah. it was, it took a long time for him. And there's mm-hmm. still things that we're working through, yeah. no doubt. But it is uh, nice to see celebration. And that's the mission of Free Mom Hugs, mm-hmm. is to empower the world to celebrate this community through education, yeah through uh, visibility and conversation. And so by educating, we're sharing resources, we're sharing our story, we're, you know, moms 1.0 and 2.0. Yeah. And visibility, a pride ride. And that was inspired by another chapter leader. Yeah. You know, and yeah, so we inspire and each other, we'll yeah. with the, even with the care packages. Yeah. It wasn't just my idea. Yeah. And just like the banquets, I hope that will be a national thing too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate you coming down and sharing some stories. This is like, and you know, you mentioned doing a lot of stuff over Zoom, and I'm so glad we get to do this I in know, person. I know this is like right? my first outing. Yeah, you know, it's it. I've, yeah, I'm honored to have you on, uh, and thanks to Eric as well for putting us together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for people listening, if there's anybody listening that has questions, they may be a parent or they mm-hmm. may be, I mean, anything that relates to what we've talked about today. What's the best way for them to reach out? Well, you, we have resources, and everything about our organization is found at freemomhugs.org. We have chapters in every state. If you are, just check Free Mom Hugs, whatever state you're in, if you like that chapter, that will keep you in the loop of everything happening locally, and you can just get plugged in there. If I say this all the time, but if you can show up, show up. If you can pray for us, then do that. Mm-hmm. But if you can give financially, give financially. Yeah. I mean, we are a nonprofit. It's the time of COVID. We're ramping back up. Mm-hmm. We need funding. We don't have scholarships. Yeah. Um, and people who can give are glad to. And so we need that funding yeah. to equip our chapters even. Awesome. And lastly, if you're a parent with a child, I want you to know that you're not alone and it doesn't have to be a difficult time. Mm-hmm. This child in your home expressing themselves is a dynamic to your family that is beautiful Mm -hmm. and find a way to celebrate them. We have also a private online Facebook group that we partner with and it's a private online Facebook group for moms with gay kids. When I joined the group, there were 250 moms. Now there's like 25,000 and guess what? They're making changes where they live. And uh, that group was a wellspring of support and resources Mm -hmm. and Last thing, and I swear I'll shut up, is that in <laughs> that group, totally fine. I remember, and again, I was like the 250th mom to be added in right. there, and I thought I was alone. Yeah. And I remember a mom coming into that group, and she says, uh, my kid just came out to me, and I feel like I don't even know how to pray anymore. I don't even know how to breathe. And you know how a thread will blow up right. and yeah. go viral? Well, yeah. that's was like that. And they, all the moms said, then you don't breathe, and you don't pray, and let us do that for you right now. I mean, they probably didn't tell her not to breathe, but <laughs> you know, you, know, you yeah, get the idea. Sure. It's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. And we have that resource. It's a serendipity doodah for moms, mm-hmm. and that's a private group for moms with gay kids, yeah. and it's a wellspring, and it will save your family. Yeah, it's it's amazing the power, the great things that technology can do, right? Oh, I mean, I always realize the, like the bad things that it does mm-hmm. and whatever, but you hear stories like that of a group 
and the meaning that one person can get from that mm-hmm. coming in thinking that they're alone in their town they're alone and then they're they're into this group and they meet I think you said now 25,000 mums who've mm-hmm. gone through the same thing yeah that's powerful yeah I love the power of social media mm-hmm. obviously <laughs> yeah yeah right it's yeah. It, you know and it's been good to me yeah and, you know, and hopefully it continues to go viral yeah. and we get more impact and more acceptance and it just grows and grows and grows because yeah. like I said there are people out there that yeah. need this help um, yeah well thank you Mike I'm glad we're in Oklahoma together I'm yeah. glad to be on this side of the story with you and uh, I'm just impressed with what you're doing thank you just shining the spotlight on what's happening in yeah. Oklahoma I it's a great it. it's a lot it's of a fun. great state it yeah. really is it has a lot of wonderful things going on so yeah. I'm glad to to be a part of it thank you so much uh, for everyone listening I'll post the links to all of Sarah's social media stuff down below the website everything else and yeah if you feel the need or would love to reach out donate um, please it's, it's a huge important thing and, and the, the impact that you will have uh, will not go unnoticed so thank thanks for listening we'll catch you next episode cheers this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame telling Oklahoma story through its people since 1927 for more information on the Hall of Fame go to www.oklahoma.com oklahomahof.com and follow them on instagram for daily updates at oklahoma hof also huge shout out to rcb bank for jumping on board to be a sponsor rcb bank's loan promotion is here for a limited time head into any of their 40 oklahoma locations to get as low as 1.79 apr on your next car boat camper or atv apply online at rcbbank.com rcb bank that's my bank rate and finance with approved credit restrictions apply and member fdic huge shout out to my sponsors and uh, thank you for listening we'll catch you next episode cheers Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.